Hi, I'm Patrick. And I'm Jeff. And we're making a TV show. With Patrick's writing. And Jeff's experience. We're on the journey to turn this story into the next bingeable series. We're documenting our collaboration. The highs and lows and everything in between. So that you can see what it takes to make a TV show while we're developing it. This is Two Guys Making a TV Show. On today's episode, we get into the nitty gritty on setting up an entity. And later, we talk about what do we do first after we set up that entity? This brings us to basically what we're trying to do is figure out, we talked last time about valuation. We're talking now about uh, a little bit about valuation going into here and then how to create the entity and how to properly structure yourself to, to prepare, right? So here is... Here, I think when I was thinking about this since last time, here's an interesting question. And I don't, I don't have the answer for this. I think this is something for us to discuss is the type of entity that we want to create is at least an LLC. But there is, there is a version of this where an S-Core would work. And it might strictly be for the sake of the accountant's you know, sanity. And that's fine. But that's not necessarily what we need to do. What we need to do is figure out how much are we asking our, inv our potential investors to raise? If the valuation that we have is realistic, which I think we both feel it is, but we also care about protecting the investor's capital and we don't want to expose them to risk that they may not be unprepared for or just don't need in this day and age and so forth, right? Just being good stewards of their money. So, we know we're going to need an LLC for row. The question is, do we need an S-Core for row? And either in either of those scenarios, are we looking to see this through all the way to the end? Like if, if we go, if we do, if we make an S-Core of row, we're essentially saying that, in my opinion, in no matter what, we're going to make a TV show and we're going to sell it somewhere at the end. What perhaps less ambitious and, and less entrepreneurial um, writers and members of, of Hollywood do is, hey, I have a script and I have a Bible and I have a, a package. I talk to my agent. They're going to call around and see if anyone can set up some meetings. Like because they have that access, perhaps they don't have to quite, quite build so much up out of it, right? In our case, we're sort of splitting the difference with, with a model that I have from, from my own experience, which is a financier came on board and then we attached a, a production company. And now we're, we, then we attached a showrunner. We're looking for a director now. Um, and then we're gonna go take it to market that way because we're basically saying, we know that perhaps we don't have the, the tested track record that you're used to seeing with some of the other big boys, but we brought enough big pieces that it's a very attractive package in the end, right? Which yeah. I think is in line with, with, um, with Roe. Like we're gonna need collaborators that add either name equity or experience or you know, whatnot. Um, yeah, and I think it, it fits with the, the larger objective is to, to be known as this production house that does this sort of material yeah. here in Austin. Yeah. And so Roe is a, is a piece of the puzzle to start producing more um, high quality content to 
to really get the the ball rolling. Obviously, you're, you're doing uh, this as your career already, and then the addition of Row would just elevate the the brand presence. Right. So we're, it, it's as if we're talking about two different levels because Row itself is a thing in time. And and talking with the accountant yesterday, the idea was you want to uh, S corp when you have people on payroll. Mm-hmm. You have an LLC when you want all the sorts of protections that come with a corporation, but you don't have to uh, deal with all the uh, complexities that a corporation requires. Right. right. So in that case, it makes total sense to do row as an LLC, given that the direction we want to head in is how can we keep rinsing and repeating with the sort of shows that you and I find immediate, relevant, interesting, and have a, a captive audience that wants to watch it, which means that people will want to buy, streamers would want to buy it. Yeah. Um, it's not like, hey, let's write this thing and then shop it around and rinse and repeat that way. Yeah. Um, and we don't have the, the credibility yet to say, oh, people are going to come to us with particular ideas because they know that we can make, um, we can make hay with the, the work that they have or the creative juices that they have and right. maybe you can bring them into our team or whatever else. Right, right, right. Which is a structure that you see in the industry like uh, Matt Reeves, the guy who's directing the new, uh, the Batman with Robert Pattinson, he has a company like that. I know Ridley Scott, Scott Free. That's essentially what you do when you approach a company like him. Like there are these these name equity titans who have their company where immediately upon going to them, the the assumed relationship is, hey, let me take a look at this. We know we can make something like this happen. You've seen it in theaters or on TV already, um, and let us see where we fit in the mold. So. My understanding and, and how I've been envisioning in this and just kind of how I've done things in the past is that essentially what would happen in this scenario is that Roe is the LLC, Roe is raising the capital, Roe has the, would control the finances, and then Captive Adams would essentially job out what it needs in terms of paying bills. So there would, there would be invoices or purchase orders created that would flow towards Roe. Roe would say, okay, here's the funding for hiring the DP. And then Captive Adams pays the check for the DP or pays the check for the location or whatever. And so the relation, and then that way you're minimizing, first off, you don't want people on staff for Roe per se, because if they, in the state of Texas or federally, both, if they get, excuse me, federally, they get charged. If you're paying someone more than 600 bucks, now you have to create a a W-2 and and so forth, right? So that just creates a lot of moving pieces and extra paperwork for something that it doesn't need to do when it's got captive atoms there that's already doing that. Um, for the sake of efficiency, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh, and that, that what, what makes sense is that's right now captive atoms is you. You are the representative of captive atoms. And so in terms of our initial ownership in row LLC, when we form the entity, it'll be half Patrick Kennedy and half Captive Adams, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. you as the representative of Captive Adams 
will be um, issuing those invoices and, and whatever else. Yeah, so then it, uh, and then um, what makes that convenient too or, or, or easier to negotiate and just sell is that we're making sure that all of our, 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 our due diligence is done under one banner, under one roof, row LLC. And so when that product reaches market and is sold, it's just, again, for the sake of efficiency, it's easier for a Netflix to purchase something from one entity than it is to say, I've got to negotiate something that's not firmly set or, or incorporated from any number of people who, are, who have a stake in it, right? Um, yes. That's certainly not appealing to, to any distributor um, or network. So uh, now that's not necessarily a thing at the outright when when you've when you're dealing with the old old traditional model which is you know steven spielberg walks into netflix and he's like hey i got an idea well you guys want to hear it and the thing doesn't actually even exist until people get up from the table and walk away right um but we don't have we don't have that luxury so what bears you know sort of underscoring here for the sake of the listener is that this also applies to films. This applies to essentially anything at the independent level in terms of just protecting yourself from liability um, and having something that can be taxed correctly and you can pay so forth. And you know all the legal stuff that your accountant will and your lawyers will, will tell you is important. Um, that's how you go about doing it. When is a good time to get the entity spun? Right, okay, so yeah. So, Honestly, I think that I sort of feel like when there, when there are people who are ready to write a check, because I don't think one, it doesn't take very long for us to set it up. It takes, you know, we can go to Inkfile or, or uh, what's the other one? I went to Inkfile before. And it, legal Zoom. Legal Zoom, yeah. Rocket, Ta- rocket lawyer. I think it took, I, I, I uh, incorporated in Delaware and it took like five business days or something like that. So uh, if there's, if there, if we are, if our investors are ready to sign a check and, and ready to deliver, you know, put it in your hand by within a week. I mean, I think that's all that the time we need. Um, we can do a quick check just to make sure status checks, just to make sure that row LLC is available. I highly doubt that it's not, but. Uh, yeah, so in, even in looking at domain names, row seems to be a relatively common, not common, but given that it's also a Greek letter. Um, oh, interesting. So it's spelled differently. R-H-O, I think, is the Greek letter. But oh. R-O. Anyways, there's easy way around it. It's just row TV show or row yeah. show or something like that. Yeah, something, yeah, easy. But um, yeah, as soon as we, we can just do a quick check, make sure that that's what we're going to do. If it's, you know, just for the sake of convenience or if it's something where people say, because I actually imagine that it'll either be a check or, or they'll just simply wire the money in, um, which is another option, you know, depending on the bank or whatever. Um, but yeah, so honestly, I, I don't, in my, it's my opinion that we don't need, we don't need to do it until that, that meeting comes and perhaps we'll know a little bit more after tomorrow evening. But, um, but at the same time, if we did it, it wouldn't be a big deal either. I think, it would just be a simply a matter of, hey, if you guys want a bank account, you got to put money in it. So I guess it really just comes down to us, you know, what we wish we prefer.
so then you know, the kind of following question is, so we've got a bank account and business entity set up, structured it in this particular way. We've got uh, investors that have invested a, uh, some money that sits in the business checking account. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing that we need to put our eyes to? I think we need to put our eyes to um, basically doing a, a, a proper thorough breakdown of the script so that we can, we can really, we'll do two things. We'll, it'll help us map out our vendors and suppliers and sort of operational pieces that we'll need. Um, something I said, I think in the previous episode is that I like to go pessimistic. So I highly doubt any of our expenses will be higher than what I've projected in the line item uh, and insurance. So you actually literally send the script oftentimes to the insurance broker in order for them to, to see exactly what it is that you're shooting and, and properly um, give you an estimate uh, on a policy. So we'll need those two things. At the same time, we really need to be providing everyone with dates, right? So we'll have an initial meeting where we're willing to sit down and go, here's the dates we're, pro we're projecting. We need to give probably a two-day wiggle room on both sides, but um, but I think given you know about eight weeks of of pre pre production, um, that shouldn't be too much of an issue, especially given everything. Uh, and then our our COVID tests, so just being and union status, so we'll we'll have our COVID tests, and if this is a SAG um, compliant project, then we'll just need to clear it with them real quick. It'll fall under new media under uh, ultra low budget status. So there's a lot of wiggle room in terms of, of um, uh, union dues and things like that. So it sounds more complicated than it is. It's actually pretty straightforward. Um, what else? And yeah, and then we'll begin to start thinking about putting out our casting notices. I like to do casting notices a little slightly earlier in the process if possible. Um, while the other things, locations are being scouted and, and confirmed, uh, we can start to procure all of our production design elements that we need, if any. Um, sounds like from the sizzle script, I, I purposely tried to make it as, as low impact as possible, but there are certain elements that we'll need, like Holly needs a gun of some sort. He needs a uniform of some sort, or at least a badge, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So some costuming. Yep. Uh, some costuming. Father Hamler will probably need a uh, frock. Yep. Um, and then there's uh, some uh, visual elements. Bobby's death. Yep. And Hamler um, sticking the pin through Larry's throat. Yep. So we'll need some blood. Uh, we will need, luckily we don't need any cars. We need flashlights. Uh, we need a, we talked about that, that monitor of where the cameras are looking, right? Which we found kind of an easy solution for that. Um, but let's say if we need it, if we, we change our mind and we want those to be practical and they're each their own little makeshift monitors, you know, then that's that would need to be procured. So your production design elements, um, 
your labor, your crew, of course, and uh, in addition to your cast and hotels and logistics. So we'll, we'll start, you know, getting our, our rental vehicles, you know, whether that's a pass van or a minivan or something to a uh, sprinter to haul around, you know, both people and, and gear, um, hotels. So that's the other thing is, is if, you know, West Texas, I, I think I did all of mine based off of Marfa prices because I expected those to be the most expensive for the area, but also the most available. Um, so that to me was sort of the baseline in, in determining that line and then negotiations. So all of those things at the same time are not only being confirmed, they're not only being researched, solidified, confirmed, they're also being negotiated. So, you know, there's some wiggle room as to, Hey, if we shoot outside of your place, we'll, whatever the negotiation is, you're trying to, you know, of course, keep your costs down. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it, the fun part starts and that's actually getting to, to make, you know, the thing. Um, you said you were going to, to revise and, and poke around a little bit and, and play with, with yeah, the script. Yeah. yeah. I think we're, we're in a good spot. Yeah. So when our investors, um, you know, explaining to our investors all the uh, risk and, um, and possible exit strategies they may have and so forth. Like, I think after that, we're just waiting for them to hit the go button and, uh, and we'll make the thing. On the next episode, we'll do things a little bit different. We're setting up our first table read. We'll talk about the ins and outs of setting it up, how it went, and maybe show you a little bit as a preview. Join us next time on Two Guys Making a TV Show.